Hello, and welcome to Who Are You? It's a Babylon 5 watchcast by a couple of former strangers, now friends, who are continuing to get to know each other over one of their favorite shows, Babylon 5. I'm Laura. And I'm Jafer. And today I'm going to ask Jafer, what do you want? You still haven't answered my question, Ambassador. What do you want? What do you mean, what do I want? What do you want? Do you really want to know what I want? You really want to know the truth? I wanna really, really, really wanna zig a zig Does that answer your question? Well, it may not be what I want. I mean, uh-uh. I do. But the city of Detroit is really feeling football fever right now. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. We don't have football here. <laughs> As of recording about five minutes ago, the Lions beat the Bears to go eight and two. Uh, scoring 15 points in the last two and a half minutes. And I'm not going to get technical with football with y'all. Listen, I understand nerds, jocks. It's the classic, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was in marching band, so I got both. I was at every football yeah, game. I true. learned the rules, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I watch, I don't watch a ton of football. And I've always had a rule about having a team. Like, I've never... I've never declared allegiance to an NFL team. Okay. Because my rules are no murderers and rapists. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> and they have to have a chance of winning a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Mm. And until this season, there was no NFL team that qualified these, just that met this criteria. Uh, but yeah. this year, I think it might be the Lions. And wow. It's my hometown. Uh you know, I know I've probably mentioned that my dad's no longer with us on the podcast before, but right. he would be so fucking excited about all this. Aww. But like I said, I don't want to talk about sports so much because either you follow sports and you care and you know, mm-hmm. or you don't follow <laughs> sports and you don't care. And I'm not going to subject you to that listener. But what I do want to tell you is a story about a curse. We love a curse. There are two things I know about white people. They love Matchbox 20, and they are terrified of curses. (laughs) I want to talk about the curse of Bobby Lane. Who's Bobby Lane? Bobby Lane. Yeah, Bobby Lane is a NFL quarterback. So in the era before the Super Bowl, the Lions were a very successful team. Interesting. But their star quarterback, Bobby Lane, got traded to, I believe, Pittsburgh. Don't quote me on that. I'm not going to look it up right now. And was very upset about this trade and put a curse on the Lions. (laughs) This is a real thing. Uh He put a curse on the Lions, and he said the Lions aren't going to win for 50 years. Okay. Yeah. And all this stuff, you know, he was very upset about the trade. We fast forward 50 years. Guess it's you you don't know football, so I guess I'm asking you to guess is unfair. It is, I want to say 2016 or 2017, which is the year the Lions went 0 16, could not win a game the year of the 50th anniversary of the curse. Ouch. Yeah. So the curse had been affecting the team for a long time, and the Lions famously have not had a playoff win in a very long time. I think they've managed two in the last 50 years like it it's bad Mm -hmm. most years we hadn't made the playoffs last year however 
there was a little bit of a ceremony. So Peyton Manning and Jeff Daniels, yes, actor that Jeff Daniels, uh-huh. got together at Ford Field, which is where the Lions play, filled a bathtub with whiskey because the joke about Bobby Lane is that he drank so much whiskey he bathed in it, <laughs> and performed a ceremony to cleanse the team of the curse. Doobie. Doobie. Doo. Wow. I, w- I wish I could have seen that. It Well, it's on TV. <laughs> you can, oh, you can YouTube it. Cool. Peyton Manning has a little show on NFL where he goes and tells stories about stuff, and he did one about the curse of Bobby Lane. That all happens. That episode mm-hmm. airs. The Lions have lost four games since that episode. I think that what puts us at 17 and four or something. So that episode airs, and immediately the Lions go on a win streak at the end of last season. Oh, wow. It was not enough to turn their season around. But so that's the curse of Bobby Lane. It feels like it's safe to say right now that the curse has been lifted. Unless this is all just a cosmic joke and the Lions (laughs) are going to lose every other game this year because that would be the typical Lions. I'm willing to forget about correlation versus causation for a good time. And I feel like this is a good time. It's at the very least a very fun story. And uh-huh. if knocking on wood here, the Lions have a successful postseason, even if it's not winning a Super Bowl, if there's a successful postseason, I feel like Peyton Manning deserves a key to the city. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For, for his It seems part. like a mensch for the most part. I don't know much about sportsmen's, but I don't feel like there's a ton of negative things said about Peyton Manning. He seems chill. I don't know a ton about him either. I'm yeah. by no means an expert on his personal life. But I'm not aware of anything, so. And he lived in New Orleans, right? The Manning family. I do not know. Really quick, because I feel like that was a thing that came up, and I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah, he's from New Orleans, so. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I really hope your team does well. I'm excited for this. I might even watch a few sports balls just to, (laughs) like. Be like, oh, that's Jafar's team. <laughs> <laughs> I won't pretend to understand it at all, but I can eat the food. I like sports food. Yeah, that's half the battle. The most important part of any watch, really. Yeah, you got you got to plan that food accordingly. I say, Definitely. having made themed cocktails for multiple sporting event themed watching parties at my house. Yeah, yeah. the The food and bev is both mm-hmm. the most important part, for sure. All right. Well, I guess that's what I want is uh, I want pe- more people to know about the curse of Bobby Lane being lifted. Thank you for educating us today, Jafar. It's very I think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm not a superstitious or religious spiritual person in any regard. Um, so I put no actual faith or stock mm-hmm. into these things. But it's just hilarious to me. That's the point. Like the layer of coincidence and serendipity is just it's too much to ignore. Yeah, it, you can't ig- not acknowledge that it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's a story. Hey, do we have a good story in our episode today, Jafar? Uh, well, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm skipping but, ahead. I'm so but, sorry. But we got to get there. Uh, we've yeah. got season five, episode one, no compromises. And man, E 
immediately. I mean, maybe it helps that I watched Third Space and Potato Quality right before this. Sure, right. <laughs> but it feels like the CGI quality is significantly improved. It also yeah, it feels does. like the remaster, the non-CGI mm-hmm. stuff, felt like it was much better image. I agree. Yeah. So I guess those Turner cameras and that Turner money really, uh, Ted was paying for it. The show's quality improves. Look, this isn't art. It's just mindless pablum for losers who can barely read. You know what I wasn't as impressed with? I liked the theme music for season five in my memory. Mm -hmm. But the second the theme music started playing, I was like, this can't be it, right? (laughs) I I was sure. I'm having this moment. Do you remember when George Lucas was going back and fixing, I use the air quotes there, everyone, the original movies and he was changing stuff. Yeah. He did this thing in the Jabba the Hutt's palace scene where he changed the music. Yeah. And boy, that upset me. I was sure we were having this moment here, (laughs) but whatever I was remembering for the season five music, cannot find it anywhere. So I Mm -hmm. guess it's just, this is what it was, but my brain thought it was something else. And I heard yeah. it totally differently. But this theme was my like inspiration for us putting quotes over our theme music Yeah, from each episode. I think that we've kind of dropped that off in season four because our editor has been very busy. Did we? Uh, I, I will be perfectly honest. <laughs> and this is a, a, a peek behind the curtain, as it were, listener. Yeah. If in the early episodes you find one, an episode that didn't have that stuff on the theme and it was just the music. That was a me edit because I just could not do it. It was recording. I tried recording bits. It was a mess. It never worked out. I just couldn't get the clips to be able to do it. So the fact that it's dropped off, I guess it's not a surprise to me because I always thought it was a pain in the ass. There's sometimes when it's really funny and it can be a really fun thing to put together. And the rest of the time, it is a lot of work. So I, I don't feel guilty about this, but I don't listen to our podcast. Um, you live the podcast you don't need to listen yeah, to it I, I had these conversations and also listening to your own voice especially like because oh, yeah. you know we do editing you know mm-hmm. and I'm not editing this podcast because Aaron is thank you Aaron but I do edit last time on occasionally right. you know we, that one we take turns and just spending so much time listening to my own voice is just mm-hmm. unnerving <laughs> that I really don't want to do it unless I have to right so I have no, I had no idea we had stopped that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't listen to my own voice for fun. I will listen to it for work, but for fun, not so much. There's a couple of episodes that I've gone back and listened to because I was like, I enjoyed that so much. I would like to just bask in it again for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read my notes. But it is not every time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have paper notes for everything. So I will go back and read my old paper notes for an episode if I need to reference something occasionally. But Mm -hmm. so we do have a cold open. In this episode, that is actually kind of, I guess, a callback to season one, because we've got a murder in our cold open. It's been so long. Yeah, I I thought this was fun. Like, I don't know, mirroring of the season, the first season. Yeah. 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 They rhyme for sure. Uh, Is yeah, it was uh, nice to see him. It's nice to see a murder in the cold open. It felt nostalgic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have a poor ranger who gets murdered this time. Yeah, poor guy. But he's uh, going to deliver a message by getting killed. And then we've got our theme, 
all the quotes I like. I do agree. The music mm-hmm. is this is I think I even said it back in season one that this is my least favorite of the themes. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of it, but something about the musical execution is not my favorite. And then at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of Mystery Science Theater when we cut to the created by J. Michael Straczynski or whatever it says at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when we find out that Babylon 5 and I have matching ass tattoos. <laughs> That's a neat one to know about Jafar. <laughs> Everyone can picture that. Somebody's going to meme it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what it is for me? I actually... because. We've I've watched a couple of episodes for notes now, so if I've listened to it a couple of times. I can tell you exactly what it is about this theme that bothers me, and oh, it is tell. the synthesizer orchestra. Okay. It is. I don't know if it just sounds. It sounds too synthy for me. It's definitely like we dialed it up for being on TNT. Maybe like yeah. TNT was like, but punch it up a little, and. There's something about it that is a lot more. Uh, you could tell it's supposed to be electronic instruments rather than just electronic. I think. Yeah, yeah, it feels hollow to me. Yeah, like so it's many weird. synthesizer sounds of this era do. For sure, but I still like the concept so much that like that stuck with me of like the quotes from out throughout the series. Yeah, that was uh, cool. Yeah, big fan. So we come back from theme. And Delenn is asking about Sheridan's socks hanging in the shower. Hey, do you think this is where he left them in the road home? Mm. He left them hanging in a different, another set of quarters or something. That's why he couldn't find them. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's or do you funny. think JMS has a foot thing? It's one of the two. <laughs> it's either a plot callback or he's got a foot thing. So it's only I will two. not ask him. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's interesting that they're both still maintaining separate quarters. But, you know, you always need a space that you can go to get a little break from mm-hmm. your significant other, right? We love our significant others, obviously. Yeah. But sometimes you just need a me space. Yeah. So I think maybe this is a healthy thing for their relationship. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, they talk about it logistically, too. Like, mm-hmm. she does Membari ambassador business in the yeah. ambassadorial quarters like it'd be weird having them in sheridan's quarters like that's fair yeah that is very fair sheridan luckily have a awkward conversation about responsibilities here yeah i don't recall when they tell us the twist in their relationship i thought it was immediate but it's not it seems weird that it's not right <laughs> yeah you think it would have come up in casual conversation here yeah. It's yep. something you would bring up like, oh, I haven't seen you since. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's in this moment, but in this episode, he talks about having asked for her mm-hmm. to do this job, which to me would also be extremely awkward. And that at that point, I would want to discuss it with this person. <laughs> yeah. I would have questions. So how are mm-hmm. things with your new wife? Good. That's good to hear, John. So I heard you requested me specifically for this. Let's talk about that, please. What the fuck, my dude? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It would be one thing if it was just offered to me, but that's not what happened. Well, I guess we'll leave it amorphous for our audience in case you're a first time listener. But read into that. Good to see you again. There's a lot unsaid there. Yeah. 
That's an excellent way to put it. They go over their reasoning and the exact splitting of their duties. Political and alliance decisions go to Sheridan. The rest goes to Lockley. Uh-huh. Uh, and he makes a point of not asking what side of the Civil War she was on. Yeah, that's very big of him. Yeah. Lockley leaves as Creepy Byron watches on. Uh, yes. I After I saw this episode, I realized I have seen it. I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen most of season five, but I had seen this episode. And I did not realize we got Byron so soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, we won't be rid of him for a while either. Garibaldi and Zach talk details about the inauguration security plans as our killer just hangs out listening. This is Mm. really well done. Yeah. I like this. Our dead ranger has arrived with him. Some hackers leave a note for Sheridan in his empty quarters since he's spending the night at the lens. Hey, I just realized not only do we have a a murder, we have a attempted assassin yeah another classic season one season two plot right how interesting we'll see how that goes for sheridan as it went for kosh byron talks to lockley while she's having a working lunch i love this scene this is super awkward and super weird and it's supposed to be off-putting And the way Uh Byron, like, telepathically silences the room. Yeah. When he sits down. It's so good. It's such a good effect. So, with Lockley, Mm -hmm. I found myself this whole episode feeling just a little sad. Like, I miss Ivanova. Yeah. And I feel like she's kind of like our attempt at making Ivanova it with a new person because you know they're both very businessy and and working mm-hmm. lunch and they even you know they're like down to business brunettes um, yeah of a certain size so i've missed Ivanova and i'm sad and also you try this with Ivanova and she probably gets a lot angrier right yes she is <laughs> Far more temperamental when it comes to use of telepathy, W slash R slash T, her brain. Yeah. Yeah. She would not be nearly as amiable. Actually, I really wondered why Lockley was as amiable as she was about it. Like, she didn't seem to notice it or get upset by the silencing. I think we find out more about. She might have a relationship with the Psychor, I think, that comes into play at a certain point or a history. I think I remember something about that, but I might be remembering incorrectly. So we'll figure it out later, though. It's definitely not Ivanova's history with Psychor. Yes. Yeah. Franklin completes the autopsy of the Ranger and lets Lockley know while Sheridan asks Jakar to write the oath of office and the declaration of principles for the interstellar alliance. Good choice. Good choice. If there's a statesman at all, and Sheridan even says, you did really good statesmaning that one time. Yeah. Back when we let you be a statesman, you, you did pretty good with it. So yeah. Why don't you write some for me? Right. Be my ghostwriter, please. Uh, and it's, I need it tonight. 
Yeah, actually. This is yeah. peak Jakar in his response here. This is this is so good. This is just like, I must give myself to my muse. Be gone. Do you think his muse involves a bottle? <laughs> um, well, historically with Jakar, his muse has involved several women <laughs> of varying <laughs> alien species. Or maybe a few books as well. <laughs> yeah. That might be old Jakar, though. He does complain about the coffee stain Garibaldi leaves in the book he's writing. Yeah, that's a nice touch. <laughs> that it is. Are you a coffee around your books person? How how precious are you about your books? I would never set a mug on an open page of a book. Dear God. Oh, that's that's so frustrating to think about. I don't think I really have any books that would lay flat like that, so not an issue. But I definitely am the person that would set a coffee cup down on a book in general. I mean, <laughs> a coffee cup on a closed book, yeah, eh, not as bad, especially if it's like a hardcover with like a nice dust jacket that you're not worried about absorbing mm -hmm. a ton of liquid or something. And then my, I mean, my notebooks that I carry with me everywhere, mm. they get beat up. Most of yeah. them barely have a spine by the time that they get retired because they're filled. But that's kind of their purpose in my life. So, yeah. But Jakar's got like the big flat book. So, yeah. you know, you could just walk away from that and set your coffee mug down, which apparently Garibaldi has done. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess like I do like I have some like very well loved books. I've got books that I've read so many times you can't read what book they are from the spine anymore. I made a point of buying a public library used copy of Becoming Superman to get autographed by JMS. Right. Like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not here with pristine first editions everywhere, you know. I mean, I have a couple that I do treasure and kind of keep in a special place, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. I just really like those books. I just want them to last so I can keep reading them because they're not going to get reprints because I read obscure shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Franklin goes over his findings, the time frame, and the skill of the murderer with Lockley. This is a trained killer. Yeah, we have a lot of trained killers on this show, I think. <laughs> it's almost like Nobody's we're dealing a with a bunch of... When... Right? When, you, when everyone's part of a military organization. Yeah. Lockley uh, leaves this to go meet with Byron, who introduces the plot for the next uh, whatever fucking episodes. He introduces others from the Island of Misfit telepaths, like those two roommates. <laughs> They're just really good roommates, guys. They're very special friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those two ladies. Just besties. Just besties, you know? Nothing weird about it. They've just live together, you know, have every meal together, you know, you go over to their place and you're like, oh, where's the second bedroom? That's weird. But you don't think about it too much because they're just friends. Right, right. Do you think the guy in the back was also up for the part of Byron? We have like <laughs> another long haired dude. <laughs> like the auditions were this morning, you failed, mm -hmm. but we're filming and you can be an extra. Yeah, we don't have a speaking role for you, but mm -hmm. uh, we need another weird, creepy guy in the back with long hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then there's also a kid 
oh, a little special kid. Special Simon. Mm-hmm. He's special. Uh-huh. So I looked weird. this actor up because I was very curious. Okay. To me, the eyes seemed a very unnatural color of blue. All right. And I just had to know, does this actor actually have blue eyes like this? Mm-hmm. And my conclusion is I don't think so. So he was apparently on Salute Your Shorts. Remember the Nickelodeon? Oh, the look on Jafar's face. Enchanted. Oh. Delighted. Oh, you just <laughs> unlocked a memory? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah. this kid was on Salute Your Shorts. Yes, that was early 90s, and so this episode was 98, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd have to go back and, like, rewatch old Salute Your Shorts episodes, but the pictures I found online, I was like, these eyes are not that blue. So I don't know if they did contacts on him or <laughs> some kind of digital enhancement, but, yeah, I was not convinced. <laughs> Apparently, he goes by the name Trevor now. He was Timothy Eister in this uh, show, but he goes by Trevor Eister now. <laughs> oh, salute your shorts. All right. It was a good show. I always liked it. Yeah. But yeah, Simon here only communicates through telepathically sharing memories, which is bad memories or good ones. But oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. He does give her a good memory at first, doesn't he? That is so weird. That's some real, like, Darmok and Gelada Tanagra shit where you have to like the second you take a step back it kind of falls apart yeah where it's just like (laughs) okay so you only communicate through memories so I guess they kind of imply it wasn't always this way which would work I suppose but if it was always that way then it doesn't work like he would have to yeah it's just like how would you know what anything like? Ugh, well, it's so frustrating. It's just it like. It seems like it's a trauma response. Like there was something that happened to him on Mars. Yes. Yeah. In the Mars tunnels that destroyed his ability, ability to communicate with the mundanes. But he's not okay. He's mentally ill. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. He's got some problems. Delenn politics with the new Gaim ambassador who is followed by our cold open killer. Uh Uh-oh. Sheridan finally checks his phone, and it is not good. (laughs) Mm, Not great. There are several voicemails waiting for him about his impending death. Someone should be screening the president's voicemail, right? Like, there should be a guy who just regularly checks his text messages to make sure everything's okay, right? You would think. uh, (laughs) Maybe your intelligence guy. (laughs) <laughs> right you would think they would have call forwarding and these would have just gone to Delenn's room for the night <laughs> or his wrist calm or something yeah yeah I mean like anytime I get a text message it goes to like three different devices <laughs> yeah yeah like I can't escape a text message and he just ignores one for days maybe this is coming from a place of jealousy yeah <laughs> Uh, for a simpler time, right? Yep. The uh, guy ambassador gets got, but we get to see one without a mask for the first time. Wow, look at that. Practical effects, too. Not just computer. 
They're prawn people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. They got a little like hand mouth thingy. Yeah. The little Zoidberg. Yes, there's Zoidbergs. That's better. There's Zoidbergs. <laughs> but you still have Zoidberg. You all still have Zoidberg. That's fun. That's nice. That's probably <laughs> the only time we're getting this mask, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Over in MedLab, Franklin examines Special Simon, who needs to take some Flintstone vitamins. Yeah. A little malnourished. Yeah. And they do the telepath vanish thing again. They're all Batman. So that's what that feels like. Yeah. Apparently, Simon chose to vanish into the ceiling. <laughs> like, one, you have to rehearse this, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, this takes practice to do collectively. But two, are they deleting them walking out of the room from people's minds? I, it seems so. And... For Simon, they've deleted someone hoisting him up into a vent out of their minds. <laughs> like, how fucking rude. And all hey. for the sake of being a dramatic bitch. Like, I will go to great lengths to be a dramatic bitch. Don't get sure. me wrong. But deleting people's memory of me leaving a room... Uh-huh. That's dark on a level I'm not willing to touch. It's like a new level of Irish goodbye. You know? <laughs> it's it's the mastery level. Yeah. You can just delete it. In you don't person even have ghosting. To, like, yeah, you don't have to sneak anywhere. You just delete it. <laughs> Very nice. The crew gathers to discuss the inauguration and the messages Sheridan received. Luckily and Sheridan agree to go for it anyways. And tell everyone else to get fucked. It's their decision. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of see their point, but I still think it's insane. Yeah. Like, you can delay a thing. It's okay. <laughs> Lockley gives Garibaldi hell for being in these meetings despite not having a security clearance or anything. Thank you, Lockley, because I was saying this all up until she said it. I was mm -hmm. like, why is he here? What is he doing? Like, yeah. for real. She's totally right. Yep. Simon, crawling through the vents, finds our killer, but makes a noise. The killer shoots up the vents, sees blood running down the ceiling. Yeah. Like. That implies a lot of blood very fast, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. And also, like. It's not coming out of a bullet hole. It's coming out of, like, the wall ceiling joist, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not how any of this works. I understand, like, yeah. from a, like, doing the effect perspective, that probably makes sense. Uh-huh. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, not to, like, quibble about PPGs, but do they leave a lot of blood like it seems like superheated whatever would like cauterize stuff on the way we don't see a lot of blood doing. from ppg shots do we mm -hmm. well you're on tnt now <laughs> yeah uh the killer runs and simon crawls through the vents injured garibaldi finally fucking finally thinks to look at like hey maybe it was a clark supporter 
<laughs> like that He's wouldn't be like, step one. Finally sitting around Google searching these, you know, man, I, you know, I, I know we're hard on Garibaldi all the time and a lot, but I figured out some of what I don't like about Garibaldi in season five. Yeah. And it's the damn suits. I don't like him in these suits. Something about it's just extra smug. Yeah. And extra unpleasant. I don't know. Maybe it'll become clearer in the next few episodes. Anyway, he thinks he's got the guy, right? Yep. So they're like, okay, it's this human dude. But we already know he's dressed as the Gaim ambassador and we see the Gaim ambassador walking in the background as he's talking to Zach about who this dude is. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Simon stumbles in and shares the memory of the killer's vision, setting off a brief firefight before the killer take a ho- takes a hostage and retreats. Simon like dies there and Sheridan's all yeah. like, we're still doing this inauguration. This is wild, right? Like, not just Simon dies. I think someone else actually gets shot and might die as well. One of the security guards? Yeah. Right. If they didn't get shot, this person needs medical attention super bad, right? And (laughs) Sheridan just wants to go on with the show. He just, his insistence on continuing, but they have to move to the observation lounge to continue now. Well, there's two dead guys in this room. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be in the room with the two dead guys. Fair. (laughs) Our killer knows to grab a star fury, though. Yeah, he knows where the observation lounge is as well. And that's where we're going. (laughs) Yeah, the plan. Well, he was listening to the plan. So I guess, look, if there's an assassination attempt and Sheridan insists on continuing, we're going to move to the observation lounge. They might have said that around the Zocalo. (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jakar and Sheridan exchange a look here when the Star Fury pops out the window. That is priceless. Like Jakar's all like, "Do you want me to die with you? Because I I will." But and, and, <laughs> and Sheridan's like, "Go." <laughs> yeah, Jakar's like, "If this is where I get have to be a martyr, I guess." Like, wasn't the plan, but martyrdom's kind of been on the table for seasons. So, sure. Is this, <laughs> this it? Maybe. Uh, uh. uh Garibaldi saves the day with some grapplers though. Grapplers are sick. Yeah, nice grapple. Garibaldi grapples on, pulls the Star Fury away. Launches it off, and then they blow that fucker up in space. Yes. And Shakar <laughs> is just done with this shit. And just basically does the wedding trope of, do you, I do, do you, I do, you're married, kiss, goodbye, that we've seen in rushed yeah. wedding ceremonies and movies. Only the, uh, you're the president now, let's go eat, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm really disappointed in this. I wanted to hear this oath that we spent so much time setting up. And instead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. Which is a bummer. I would have liked to have heard it as well. And if this meal that they're going to is so good, I want to know more about that too. Show me that buffet. Give me that space food. Right? <laughs> we know that we can throw a nice space food party like we had the season one Parliament of Dreams. Yeah. Where we had like the big 
banquet that the Centauri threw. I want to see the party food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're heading into, if you're listening in, you know, real time with us, the best time of year for the party foods. I'm yeah. excited. Yes. Yeah. Thanksgiving is the week we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I need to know about the spread. Yeah. Let me see that space cranberry sauce. I hope it's mm-hmm. still jellied in a can. Oh, are you a jelly in a can man? I look. <laughs> I've had really very delightful cranberry sauces that were handmade that are absolutely wonderful. That mm-hmm. is a different food than cranberry jellied in a can. That's true. Yeah. Like they are not the same. And uh-huh. the cranberry jellied in a can is the once a year treat that's comparable to like the kid asking for McDonald's and you get McDonald's. I think that's what uh-huh. that is for our generation. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what's delightful? Hmm. I was at Aldi earlier today. Yeah. You know, we live in Aldi around we do. here. We, we stand Aldi. We stand Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I noticed when I was looking in the canned goods that they have two types of canned cranberry sauce. They have the jelly and then they have like a whole cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fun that they like to play both sides of the aisle there. Yeah. You know, you can have a little jelly slicing cranberry sauce or you can have a little berry cranberry sauce. Man, right now, Aldi in the fridge has these little $2 creme brulee or cheesecakes that are like perfect single serving size. And that's great. But the jars they come in are glass and perfect for dipping sauces. Oh, nice. So you yeah. get your dessert and then you get a bonus dipping sauce little container as well. It is clutch. This is what we love about Aldi. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you wouldn't find that at Kroger and not for $2 if they did. Uh, surely. Yes. All right. Enough with we our got- Aldi podcast. <laughs> In Sheridan's office, he meets with Byron and grants them permission to start a colony. And Garibaldi gets a official position within the Interstellar Alliance. He's their head of intelligence. I just want to say that it sure seems like Sheridan is undermining Lockley twice here. 100%. He set up some boundaries for them, and then he decided, well, this is actually my sandbox as well. So I'm going to go ahead and do these two things. Just shit all over those boundaries. He sure did. I was pretty mad. I was like, nah, bro. Yeah. It's frustrating. That's our episode. Kind of just stops. Oh, you forgot one important thing. What I forget? That Garibaldi is not as generous as Mr. Sheridan. And when he speaks to Lockley, he does want to know what side of the earth civil war that she was on. Yeah. And she just responds the side of earth. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do with that? I wonder if that will come up again. Surely. I actually, I so, don't, I don't remember <laughs> if it comes when, when, if it comes up, I don't remember. I certainly don't, but I wonder if I'm going to have this moment where I watch every single episode of season five and go, oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, yeah, I did see that. (laughs) (laughs) And I just haven't committed any of it to memory. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. But first, before we go on. Yeah. 
To fair. Yes, Laura. How do you feel about this episode? You know, this isn't too bad of an episode. Okay. I was expecting to not like it because it's season five, but this wasn't too bad. I'd probably rate this a, a three out of five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the assassination plot. I mean, Sheridan just being an idiot and an asshole is nothing new with this inauguration stuff. Uh, that's probably the most frustrating oh. thing in this episode for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Sheridan is frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but everything else. Uh, is- I think it is a nice average episode of Babylon 5. I did like the like mirroring back to season one. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're time is a flat circle and there's nothing new under the sun. But things are punched up a little bit for our new network. That's yeah. really exciting. I am frustrated by Sheridan. I don't like Garibaldi's suits. I'm sad about Ivanova. But all mm. of these feelings make me feel something. It's yeah. not something I don't care about. And if I didn't care about it, it would be a worse episode. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I think that there will be some good gems somewhere in season five. Yeah. And we'll find them. We'll find them. Uh, next up, we've got season five, episode two. The Very Long Night of Lando Malari. Yeah. Uh, I think this might be a a good one. I don't know. uh, During a heart attack, Lando experiences an epiphany and apologizes to Jakar. Lanier surprises Delenn with unwelcome news. He's quitting, has her aid. (gasps) Gasp. But we all saw this coming. Yeah. We knew there was this. We knew this was coming. And they'll talk about why at the start of that episode. Yeah, definitely has nothing to do with him being in love with her, probably. (laughs) Definitely, probably not. (laughs) Definitely, maybe. Hey, we forgot to talk about something about new networks. Oh, we did. Yeah. In addition to the show being on a new network for this episode, we're on a new network. Hey. Everybody should complete four seasons and then heading into their fifth and final season, get a new network, right? Yeah. So following suit, uh, you can now listen to this on YouTube if you like. Uh, You don't get the video of us talking. We don't. We're not that good. We don't have those. (laughs) We don't have that. If you are making it to this episode somehow through watching or, you know, listening on YouTube, You probably missed some jokes. I'm really sorry about that. Yes. There are a number of copyright issues in our drops we found Mm -hmm. that got flagged. And so if you were listening through on YouTube to old episodes and there's all of a sudden a like four second just silence after someone makes a topical pop culture reference, (laughs) that's a drop that got censored. It's almost all musical drops. And I am disputing about 20 of them from our who are you's drop i think it's only the long version that got flagged not the short version okay uh because we've got two versions of that drop that we used interchangeably but yeah those are still on the air and i didn't remove those and i'm disputing those we'll find out what happens sometime in the next 30 days but there are a handful that we had to block some of which we had to block to be able to be listened to in certain countries. Yeah. I think it's interesting. We got banned in Russia. 
Yes, because we were told we were a premier Russian comedy podcast by some spam mail very early into this podcast lifetime. Maybe they were just listening to our George Michael drops because that's what got us banned in Russia. Um, I don't know why George Michael, famous straight man. (laughs) What has he done to Russia? Right. What could have possibly be in his Wikipedia? (laughs) That sounds like research I'm not going to do. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but those should be cleared up soon. So you should be able to yeah. listen to us in Russia on YouTube. And if you want, you know, if you're coming to us from YouTube, welcome. So glad to have you here. Yeah. I didn't know people listened to podcasts on YouTube. I didn't know that was a thing. I understand like, you know, if work blocks Spotify, but not YouTube for whatever reason like th- sure. there are reasons if you have a youtube pro and not a spotify pro and you dislike ads like i, yeah. I get it mm-hmm. there there are reasons it was just something that had never crossed my mind that i would go to the video website to listen to podcasts <laughs> um yeah. so i guess good on you for being cleverer than i with your circumstances but yeah so we're there now that's fun And I think episodes are going to auto post and we're not going to have to do anything, but we'll find out tomorrow (laughs) 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 when last time on's first episode drops. We'll see if that makes it over to YouTube successfully. So excited. Yeah. I'll check for you. I'll look in the morning. (laughs) Well, first new episode. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, that's our new network news. Uh, hey, we need to say some thank yous, don't we? We do. We'd like to thank Jeremy Siegel for composing our absolutely lovely theme music. Thank you, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming services as Nuclear Jaguar. Yeah, that theme has really held up through five seasons. It Thanks has. a bunch, Jeremy. <laughs> Never gets old. And thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Thank you, Aaron, for editing our podcast and all of the things that I make you make me not say. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) And thank you to you, the listener, for being here to hear the things that we do say. We appreciate you. And if you want to hang out with us, you can come join the Discord. If you need to get pointed directions to that, you can email us at whoareyoub 5 at gmail.com. Yeah. They're all on the Facebook and stuff. You can find us on Blue Sky. You can find our old Twitter on Twitter if you really want to, but I don't log Mm -hmm. on there now unless I happen to accidentally click a link that takes me there. Yeah, it somehow got even scarier. I started out this podcast intimidated by Twitter, and now I'm just kind of scared of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And we want to throw a quick shout out, Shellac42. Thanks for uh, giving us a five-star review on the iTunes there. Really appreciate oh, it. So kind. I believe that is a member of our Discord community as well. I do believe it is. It's, the oh. usernames are very similar. One has an, a number and one doesn't. So... I'm making an assumption, but I feel like it's a correct one. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That would be a wild coincidence. Wouldn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to learning a little more about the long night of London Malari next time with you. Yep. And we'll see you next week, Internet. Bye. Bye.